Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, a blessed feast of the Transfiguration to you all. I just love this summer feast, especially with the first produce coming out, and that we'll bless them tonight. Around the 4th century, St. Helena built a church on Mount Tabor. And about the same time, pilgrims started making a pilgrimage to Mount Sinai. Particularly the focus area was the burning bush. Later on, in the 6th century, they built that monastery, that magnificent monastery that exists today, St. Catherine of Sinai, that houses antiques and, and icons and all kinds of a, a, a magnificent library. But when they built the church, the first icons, the mosaic icons they put in, was an icon of the transfiguration in the apse of the church. It's kind of fascinating that they chose that icon until you start to look and see what's happened between the, the time of, uh, 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 of the Old Testament and to where we are today. Because as you look back, you know that a lot has happened between Sinai and Tabor. A lot has happened between the time of the dark clouds that settle over Sinai and fire and smoke and the bright light we have on Mount Tabor. A lot's happened when we were only exposed briefly to the transcendent one who was totally other than us. And now on Mount Sinai, we're in the midst of a divinized human being in the incarnate word of God. A lot's happened. We've come a long way. God's entered deeply into our lives. We heard in the second Old Testament reading about Moses. Moses wanted to see God's see God. And he told him, No one can see me and live. But this is what I'll do. I'll put you on this rock. There's a place by me. I'll set you on the rock. And when I pass by, I will cover you with my hand. And when I pass by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock, I will pass by, and then I will remove my hand and you can see my back. In other words, just see the fading glory, the, the, not the fullness, but just a little bit of it. St. Irenaeus would say this of this event in his writings against the heresies. He'd say, of the first one, we learn that no man can see God. Then he goes on to say, and I quote, and that the wisdom of God, and that through the wisdom of God, man shall see him in the last times in the depth of a rock, that is, in his coming as a man. And for this reason, the Lord spoke with him, Moses, face to face on the top of a mountain, with Elijah, as the gospel said, thus making good the ancient promise. The depth of a rock, that is, his coming in the flesh. 
kind of odd to our hearing until we find out perhaps one area where Irenaeus got that terminology of Jesus as the rock. And we find that in his letter to the Corinthians. And he says this, Now I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, that our forefathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. They drank from a spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock is Christ. So when we stand on Mount Tabor, in this presence of this transfigured Lord, the very one who spoke to Moses, but would not let himself be seen, is now seen, and Moses gets to now see God's face. The promise was fulfilled. Moses could only see a bit of the glory of God. But the promise was fulfilled when he could stand on Mount Tabor and talk to that God face to face. So when we stand on Mount Tabor and we look back to Mount Sinai, we see the reflection of Mount Tabor. The two are connected. We're interwoven into the whole life of what took place before and what is taking place now. And we can see how big our God is. How concerned He is for us. And the feast tonight as we listen to the Stikeria, and we'll hear in the the, a little bit of the trope part, but particularly in the Kentucky and that we'll have at Divine Liturgy tomorrow, why we're here, why we're celebrating this feast. And so first of all, we hear about it, so the disciples will be strengthened. So that seeing him glorified, they will realize, as the Kentucky says, that he suffered willingly. And when we see this event, we see how it did strengthen them. We see how our connection is all the way back to Moses. We too should be strengthened. Recognizing even in our own times, in our own struggles, our own crucifixions that we go through, we are not abandoned. That that God could fulfill a promise made thousands of years ago, is going to fulfill His promise to you and I. I will not leave you orphans. And that transfigured Lord that we see on Mount Tabor is the same one that we worship today and we commune with in the Holy Communion. This is a great feast to celebrate in joy, a feast of hope. It is the feast of light. And so let us stand there on Mount Tabor in awe and wonder at all that he has accomplished for our salvation and that he continues to accomplish in each and every one of our lives. 
He will be with us on the entire journey until the end. And he will raise us up on the last day.